Good morning and welcome to the Real Real Estate Show. I am Grace Warren from Howard Hanna Rand Realty and I'm here with Mike Van Mansart with Hudson United Mortgage. And you're listening Can't to WTBQ radio worth listening to at 93.5 FM and 111 now 1110 AM. I'm not sure if anybody I'm glad you always do those cuz I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> I'm glad someone else does it. <laughs> and if you want, you can call into the station. Um, the number, what is the number here? I forget. Uh, 651-1110, right? <laughs> and then the text number is 845-328-0886 uh, if you'd like to give us a text message. So we're here to talk about real estate today. It's beautiful outside. It's been extremely busy. Um, Dave Wilmer will be joining us in a little while. He's on his way back from the airport. He's probably listening and uh, he couldn't get here in time, but we're all just so busy. So, so busy, right? I don't know about you, Mike, what's going on? I yeah, mean, I called same. you last week. I was like, oh, you have to, re you have to get me a new pre-approval for somebody <laughs> like really fast. Yeah, that's kind of been the name of the game every day of the week, it seems like, is updating pre-approvals, getting new ones out there. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be busy. It's, you know, it's exhausting, but it's definitely, you know, I enjoy it. How many new loans do you think you're doing in a week? Well, I mean, pre-approvals, there's a lot, but, you know, getting them to stick with the offers that they're putting in and finding the houses, that's a whole nother story. Yeah. So I may do five or 10 pre-approvals in a week, but they're not all turning into contracts sure. and closings right away. So I get, I got a call, you know, a year later, I was reviewing someone's application. I pulled it up and it was from seven, you know, July, 2020, and I hadn't spoken to them for the year. They finally found the house. So it's kind of, that's what's happening. These people are going on the sidelines for a little bit and then sure enough, something pops up mm -hmm. and they want a new pre-approval. And we yeah, just sometimes they get like an inside scoop on something, yeah, which exactly. is what happened with my client. Oh, that was the client. Yeah, now that I think about it, I pulled yeah. up the application. It was from a year ago. I was like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> and she, you know, she's just at her friend's house and the neighbor's like, oh, my house is coming on the market. <laughs> There you so, go. <laughs> she called me like, you know, right as she knew that. And she's like, I need, do I need to get my pre-approval redone? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You need to get it, re you know, updated. It's been, it's old. It's a year old. And, um, and you know, the neighbor, the house wasn't on the market yet. So we already knew, but she's like, I, she wanted to show it, of course, the neighbor, because you know what's happening. Yeah. Everyone's getting above list price. And, uh, you know, it was in, it's in an, um, a price point that's really, you know, very competitive. And, you know, but she got to see the house before everybody else. Yeah. They actually let her walk through it. Um, you know, they probably shouldn't have done that. I wasn't with them. I had no idea this was going on, just, just for everyone's information, because I'm not allowed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, and, you know, she put, we put the offer in. We're still waiting, because there were, there were multiple offers. Yeah. We don't really know what's happening yet with it. But, it's just been, it's been crazy. I have, you know, people calling me, I want to put an offer in on this. Okay, write up the offer. I send it in. There's, you know, five, six, sometimes 10 other offers. Sorry, you didn't get that house. After three or four days, we find out we didn't get that house. And I've been doing this over and over and over again. Yeah, it's definitely frustrating. I, I tell people, <sighs> put your offer as a backup. You'd be surprised mm -hmm. how many things fall through right now. And it's not... It's, un, you know, it could be any, a matter of, you know, it could be a number of things, mm -hmm. but it's really just people are throwing these crazy offers out and then maybe sitting down over dinner later and saying, what are we doing? You know, maybe we offered too high or paying mm -hmm. too much and they end up backing out before contract. That person that was second 
or third, they love the house. They didn't. They don't mind it. They're right in there now. Yeah. So it's definitely worth putting it in. I I do see buyers getting frustrated. It's unfortunate. It's it's sad. I mean, I I ended up getting a client because they wanted to. They were working with another agent and they wanted to see the house. This house, like that day, just came on the market. They were like, we need to see this. She's not calling us back. I tried everything I could to not do this because I didn't want to like step on the other agent's toes. But like, if I didn't do it, she was just going to call like another yeah. someone else. So I ended up bringing you. you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I ended up bringing them over there and then they made an offer on the property. It was actually easy. One of those things that was easy for me, although the client's not the, you know, she's not the most easiest person. She's fine. <laughs> she's fine. I shouldn't say that, but it, it's been you know, it's like that. Everyone it's is ruthless for sure. Is ruthless. Yes. If you don't answer, it's, it's, I mean, it's the same with us. If I get a call and I happen to be on the other line and, you know, God forbid I miss it and the person will go to another mortgage company. I mean, it is what it is. I can only, I'm only so accessible, you know, at some point. Yeah. And you need I, a day off <laughs> once in a while, right? Yeah. But if I don't hang up the phone, I can't answer every call, but I, I really do. I strive to call people right back. I don't know. So it's, you know, the minute I hang up, I return your call type thing. But yeah, you see, you go through it. I talk to clients every day and I have to ask the question, are you still working with the same realtor? Because they are flip-flopping so much that because it's the person that answers the phone or the or the person that's showing the house that day, whatever it is. Yeah. But. I mean, that's what that's what ended up happening with, with that particular case. I just happened to be in the office that day, and our office is one of the only ones that answers the phone. Yeah. We have an admin on the weekend, and not everybody has that. And we are lucky that way, but it's, it's put a lot of stress on the agents in the Warbuck office because we're getting calls from everywhere, everywhere in the county. And I, some of the stuff I just, you know, I can't, I can't handle, I can't go to Newburgh or New Windsor and show a mobile home. Like I can't, I don't know. Well, you can field the call and yeah, then that's refer, what I've it, been doing. refer it back. You know, like that's kind of the the end game, I guess, right? It is. We try to help everybody, but it is. there's and stuff slips through the cracks. I'm sure that I've lost a few refis because I just haven't had a chance to call back. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yesterday, all I wanted to do was go in my new hot tub. <laughs> I couldn't. I was on the phone and whatever. I got in there at the end of the night, but it um, it's just it definitely has been crazy. So, what else? Anything specific, funny, crazy that's happened to you? Um, to Are you, me, you're still doing refinances, yeah. right? Yeah. Every. I mean, you think once you think the refi market's going to slow down, it doesn't. Something changes. So FHFA, who basically is kind of the who oversees. Fannie Mae and Freddie, their conservatorship, they basically removed this refinance fee that was implemented during COVID. It was an adverse market fee that they were calling uh -huh. it. And it wasn't, I don't want to say it's like a fee, oh, this person pays X amount. It's basically a percentage of the loan amount. That wasn't actually a consumer fee. It was a lender fee. So it was a fee that we had to pay. But mm -hmm. what do lenders do? They put the burden on the consumer. So they basically will just build it into pricing. Now, mm -hmm. That was there for a while, and all of a sudden, it's now gone. So come, why they take it away? They because the the adverse conditions do do not exist anymore. They wanted to give people more opportunity. I don't even know why it was put on there. I think it was maybe put on to slow down kind of some overheating in the refinance market. I'm not sure whose guidance it was that just decided, hey, let's charge these per these people half a percent to refinance right now. Okay. Um, who knows? I don't make the laws, but. 
but yeah, so they removed it and now you just, no one, I don't want to say no one even really knew it was there. It's there. It's, it's been there. It was in the news, but when it was removed, it made pricing even more, you know, desirable. Yeah. So now you have this big refi boom again, essentially, and rates have just been hovering below 3% forever. It's ridiculous. So who should refinance now? I mean, if you have a 3% or higher, you should look to do it. A lot of people- But how long, convert- like like if you have a newer mortgage, Yeah, right? newer mortgage especially. Um, you're, you barely paid any interest right now, or principal, I'm sorry, in, in the first few years of your mortgage anyway, so that's the best time to do it. But we're taking people in 30 years and putting them in 15 years because the rate's so different. You know, even though their payment may be higher in terms of, you know, what they were laying out, it's- monetarily more savings because they're not paying as much interest their payment may go up 20 bucks based on the amount we've lowered their interest rate and still shorten their term that's that's amazing for people that really makes a difference with their their wealth yeah i have people that are saving eleven hundred dollars a month in in payments because by consolidating two mortgages into one at a much lower interest rate are they still so you're still doing that like you're consolidating like you like you'll take You'll just make one mortgage if they have like a second mortgage. Yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. So we're just taking it in one shot hmm. and being out with it. But then it's like, all right, you're saving so much money. Do you want to shorten the term, maybe pay off your house in 10 years or 15 years? Or do you want to stick that money aside and have something for retirement? You know, it's a mm-hmm. lot of money on a monthly basis. Yeah. I mean, to save it for retirement is a great idea, yeah. you know, because people need to do that. Oh, we ran past, huh? Oh, yeah. I guess it's time <laughs> for us to take a take a break right now because it's 10.15 and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Hi, this is Christine Koenig with Howard Hanna Rand Realty and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey for over 10 years, I focus my business on Orange, Passaic, and Sussex counties. Check out my website at christinekoenig.randrealty.com or listen to The Real Real Estate Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Hudson United Mortgage is the number one mortgage company specializing in residential loans in New York and New Jersey, where Mike Van Mansard is offering first-time home buyers low down payment options and a mortgage that saves you money and time. Licensed in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, Mike Van Mansard will patiently walk you through the maze of applying for a mortgage and is available for all your questions. Call Mike Van Mansard now to set up an appointment or for more information, contact Mike at Hudson mortgage.com. Hi, this is Grace Warren, a licensed real estate agent for Howard Hanna Rand Realty for more than 20 years. And I'm ready to hear your wants and needs. And then I will help you fulfill your goals. As a full-time residential specialist and longtime resident of Orange County, I know the Orange County market very well. And whether you're a buyer or seller, my priority is your satisfaction. For more information, please visit my website, gracewarren.randrealty.com. And let's get together. Hi, this is Dr. David Leach, the superintendent of the Warwick Valley Central School District and host of Your Schools. Listen every Monday at 12 noon to learn what's happening in your schools right here on WTBQ, radio worth listening to. Hi, this is Brian Barrett, host of Million Dollar Feeling, heard every Saturday at 9 a.m. Join me and my guests and learn how you can let go of your past 
and create a future filled with a million dollar feeling. Saturdays at 9 a.m. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to the Real Real Estate Show. So I'm here, Grace Warren uh, from Howard Hanna Rand Realty, and I'm with Mike Van Mansar with Hudson United Mortgage. Yeah. So it we have just been going a mile a minute. Like yeah, we no, we did talk time. fast. I did have an energy <laughs> drink or two this morning. It's Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna talk a little bit about um I guess the the um mortgage foreclosures because that was something that a year ago I was sort of concerned about because I figured with all these people not having jobs and not having money that there was go- there were going to be quite a few mortgage foreclosures and the news is good that there aren't as many as I had anticipated and you know I'm no financial expert this was just me thinking it but um the numbers are really not that bad um I right now there's one and 1.5 million homeowners that are 90 days or more past due and that's um four times more than pre-pandemic but that that number is still significantly lower than what it was when we had the recession so it's a good it's a good sign and they're going down every month the, the you know people are starting to catch up yeah i don't i mean a lot of that could be just that forbearance that was issued where you didn't have to pay your mortgage and i think they just now extended it um even longer but lenders are being creative. We're able to put the interest on the back of the loan or modify the mortgage. Um, I've been doing refinancing for people that are coming out of that forbearance period, but they've since paid, you know, they started to pay again. And you can see it on the payoffs that we're getting that they, you know, if they owed a hundred, maybe they owe 106 now or something like that, just using round numbers. So, you know, we can see it, but they're, I think strategically, they did a better job with this with basically telling people, hey, you can't work, which means, hey, you can't pay your mortgage. So yeah. we're, we're, we're positioned better to kind of come out of this. I don't expect really any um, foreclosure, not you know, not nearly as much as even your listing there, just because I think that they're gonna- That's around the entire yeah, country. You exactly. Know, it's not, and there's certain states that are higher than others. I think Mississippi was one of the ones that were higher. Um, you know, they, they're not, they weren't in New York or New Jersey. They were in the, mostly in the South, I think. Hawaii might have been in there too, which I thought was interesting. But um, well, they got slammed with no tourism, right? Right. I mean, that's the biggest part of their economy, and you couldn't have people visit for two years. Exactly. I mean, thirty days past due is down. Um, you know, serious delinquency that's more than ninety days. That's it's around four percent, and and that's down. Um, I think let's see. It says in June there were four hundred no four thousand forty four thousand four hundred borrowers that start, were started into foreclosure. And that's, you know, not nearly as much as what we had seen in the recession. And right now I pulled up um, Orange County in Orange County that w- in the past 90 days, we've had uh, no in the past 30 days or no, wait, I'm sorry. In June, we had 535 in the entire MLS. That's a big, you know, that encompasses. And those have been sitting there for a while. Yeah. And then in Warwick, there's were 18 in the whole town of Warwick that filed for foreclosure. Um, so it's really not um, as significant as we had hoped. Yeah. I or mean, not hoped, <laughs> the, thought it might be. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we can touch on, you know, what it's like to actually buy a foreclosure as, from a mortgage perspective. You know, if you're a buyer looking at one, I did a loan recently for someone where they bought a foreclosure and 
finance the renovations into it mm-hmm. to bring it up to code and basically do the repairs because it was in disrepair for That's years. That's a 203K? Like seven years. Or yeah. one of those types? It was a renovation loan. Yeah, it wasn't a 203K. 203K's but... FHA, right? And yeah, then the correct. other one is, is just... Um, you know, or conventional, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, just different requirements, you know, less hoops to jump through sometimes with the conventional aspect. But yeah, there are options to buy foreclosures. You don't, and a lot of people look at them like, wow, I have to do all this work. You can finance that work as long as the house will appraise after repair for what you're trying to finance, there should be no issue. And there, I just see, I mean, I, we're driving around Warwick and in Orange County, I see so many flip houses, old houses that are getting gutted and, and redone. And I don't think they were foreclosures. I think that they were just bought cheap or, you know, whatever. Well, I don't know how they're buying <laughs> anything cheap, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Friend point. of a friend. Uh, or or they're buying them high and doing the work inexpensive to make a profit, I guess. Because, I mean, you know how quick stuff's selling out here. I saw a house come on the market the other day. It was um, a 1,200 square foot ranch. And it was listed for like $580,000 or some crazy number. And I thought to myself, oh my God, what is happening? I I can't imagine that that house, I didn't check this morning to see if there's an accepted offer and it came on last week. And actually somebody, I didn't even see it when it first came on, somebody sent it to me and said, what do you think of this? And I was like, bananas, it's bananas, (laughs) you know? It's, so I don't know like where these flippers are getting, houses from you know and then it's it, i just don't know where they're getting them yeah. from but it seems like you're right though i've seen people and the, and the cost of renovation which is another thing that we'll get into in the next um 15 minutes it, it's just you know that's a whole it's gone other, way up yeah it's gone so so far up and that's what's been stopping some of the new home starts too because p- the builders can't they can't commit they they don't they don't even know what prices to put on houses because they don't know how much their lumber costs are going to be which there's good news. Yeah, they're raising, I mean, new construction I saw out West, they're raising it $1,000 a week, you know, in terms of pricing. And then sometimes you'll see $20,000 jumps in a week. It just depends. It's supply and demand. I mean, even if you go and buy a shed, we were looking at sheds and (laughs) there's like a price list and it says on there that to add 20% on to whatever the price is. Yeah. I've never heard of that. <laughs> it's, there's like a piece so of, says you know, it, the, the price is listed. It's like, we might throw on 20 more. No, it's not. We uh, might. We are throwing 20% more than that onto the cost of this shed. <laughs> like, well, I couldn't believe it. And I guess it was last year's prices. I don't know. They just put the price sheet onto the, the brochure and it says that on there. And the signs are everywhere in the, where they had the sheds that yeah. the 20% more than whatever is on, on here. I, and I understand. I mean, we just went and bought a couple of um, pieces of um, lumber for a raised bed. It cost me three hundred dollars. Wow! You should have just—I have some extra lumber from that fence. If you need some, that's <laughs> hiding under my deck. It's like gold. You know, I'm not going to get rid of it. <laughs> Do not get rid of it. You probably could put it on um, you know, Facebook Marketplace and sell it. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. But you I might going to make it. a raised planter bed. That was the whole idea: is to actually build some planter boxes or something. Well, it cost us three hundred dollars for. I think they were eight by, eight by, eight by. Uh, what is it? Two by eights by. 12 foot long or 10 foot long they're big they're big boards but it cost i i was like oh well maybe it's gonna cost me 200 dollars." and then she told me 300 i i couldn't believe it i was shocked um but it that's that's what's been happening all over the place so 
So the mortgages, the, the foreclosures are better. Uh, I actually looked at uh, short sales too. There were like five in Warwick right now. Those are near impossible to do. Just uh, <laughs> if you hear short sale, just think that you got a year of trying to get it done. Yeah, I mean, there's there are short sale negotiators that seem to help a little bit, but you're paying a significant amount to them to yeah. do that. And the buyer is the one that's gonna pick up the tab on that. Well, that's the other thing with foreclosures, you know, normally a seller would pay transfer tax, the buyer pays it, you know? Yep. So on a big house, that could be a lot of money. Um, yeah, when, when Dave comes in in a little bit, we're gonna talk about like um, craziness with, when it comes to um, doing an inspection on a foreclosure. <laughs> oh yeah, cause it's as is. So really what it's kind of like, what's your tolerance for taking risk? And a I lot guess. of times they don't turn the power on and you oh, know yeah. you just don't have the opportunity to check things and it's sort of like you know the home inspector can come in and dave will i'm sure attest to this and be like well i really can't check this because there's no water on oh i really can't check this because there's no electric on i can't check this because there's no you know propane in the tank for to see if the heat works so that happens and that's a bit of a it's risky right i mean you could i don't even know what you would do hook up a generator if you really wanted to or you probably could do that we'll ask uh, dave about that if he's done that before but yeah you can't check the well pump you can't check anything if there's no power so you know a lot of times so we're going to take a break because dave is here and we're he's going to come in we're going to take a quick early break right now so he can come in and join us Chris Sterritz has been an award-winning associate broker for more than 28 years. Chris's vast knowledge of Orange County ensures that your goals will be met whether you are a buyer or a seller, and she will help with your home inspection, mortgage, and appraisal process. She's also, she's also a specialist in corporate relocation, and the home inventory on her website is always current. For more information or to contact Chris, visit chrissterritz.randrealty.com. Pillar to Post Home Inspectors is your number one choice when buying or selling a home in the Hudson Valley. Pillar to Post Inspectors are experienced, informative, and very knowledgeable. We will examine the structure, plumbing, heating, cooling, and electrical systems. Our thorough inspection will identify important factors, which may save buku dollars when making a home purchase. For more information or to schedule your home inspection, call the owner, David Wilner, at 845-610-5366. Visit PillarToPost.com backslash David Wilner. Hi, I'm Dave Edwards, and I invite you to join me every Sunday night when we'll showcase a perfect album. I'll start with side one, track one, and we'll play every song in order from the record. A few bonus songs, as well as some trivia, too, right here on Radio Worth Listening To. Hi, this is Wild Baby Love. Start your Sunday with me at 6 a.m. and Gospel Tracks. I'll give you the phone number to the faith phone line and the address to the website. All that and much, much more right here on Gospel Tracks with yours truly, Wild Baby Love. WTBQGHT weather. Partly to mostly sunny for the remainder of the afternoon hours. Temperatures in the upper 80s to low 90s. Then for tonight, mainly clear around 60. For Tuesday, sun mixes with increasing afternoon clouds. Watching for a late afternoon or early evening shower or storm in the upper 80s to low 90s again. Then for Tuesday night, a few showers or storms remain primarily before midnight around 60. Come Wednesday, mixed sun and clouds, though likely holding dry nearing 80. From the WTBQ Weather Center, I'm WeatherWorks meteorologist Jen DiOrio. 
I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back. I'm Grace Warren, and this is um, what are we? The Real Real Estate Show. Ninety-three forty-five. Yeah, yeah. So Dave is here with us now. Hi out there. Glad to be back. Uh, yeah. And so was Mike. Sorry so about the morning. Sorry, I'm today. still sending emails here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mike's been having problems with his phone, so now he's got to catch up, right? Yeah. I was on the phone with Verizon this morning, but we're we're fixed. Thank oh goodness. boy. Thank How goodness. do we live without a phone? I, I would not function, but I do have dreams and fantasies about throwing my phone in the ocean and not having to worry about it. The battery <laughs> on my phone went dead over the weekend. And, and, then, what, and then what happened? And of life, course, you I'm lived a, life? <laughs> I'm away. I have no charger. And I'm, you know, now I'm, I'm, I'm stuck, right? So what do you do? I'm in panic mode. I was having palpitations. I'm like, oh, I need my phone. It's uh, terrible. You know? It's actually so terrible. Like, I am so tired of, ha- of having such anxiety over the phone, really. The only charger I had was in my car. So I'm now I'm running my car engine, you know, <laughs> just to charge or an eight cylinder car, truck engine just to oh run. My gosh. Just to and with the price of fuel right now, phone, too. Right. I mean, like I just filled up uh, gas the other day and it was like four something for my for. for Ouch. Uh, yeah, it was a lot, lot because I had to. I put premium in there, and it was over four dollars where I filled it up, and I was, I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. Like last year, we were paying, you know, well under three dollars, and for for premium, and now I'm, I'm paying four. So I, I don't know, something's wrong with that whole picture, but whatever. Um, so yeah, Mike and I were talking about foreclosures. So yeah. I guess, like, tell us your experience that you've had. With it, I mean, uh, have you probably haven't had many of them now? Uh, not recently, uh, but I've done lots of inspections on foreclosed properties. Um, I bought a home that uh, w- was not a foreclosure when we bought it, but it was bought by a company that flipped it and as a foreclosure. Foreclosures, you know, you need a good eye. Uh, you know, there's 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 always a question mark there, and um, in my home. I thought I scoured it really well, but there were still things. Um, we have a, a like a TV mounted over the fireplace, mm-hmm. and I, you know the, there's a power outlet and there's wires there, and the expectation was I'd be able to just mount a new TV and be ready to roll. Well, when I got around to mounting the TV, I realized that somebody had actually pulled out the HDMI and, and audio cables and stuff and cut them, <laughs> and since they weren't run in a conduit. You can't re-splice them. You can't remove them, and you can't replace them. So you're just out of luck. Uh, you could so, run a new one, couldn't you? You can't, not not unless you tear down the stone wall. Oh, because it was in the... Correct. <laughs> yes. Yes. So therein lies a big issue. Um, and those are the kind of things that pop up. Uh, there are more worse stories about pouring concrete into toilet bowls. Uh, I've never myself seen that. I've heard it, but yep. I haven't seen it. It's it's rumor and speculation, but somewhere that urban legend started. <laughs> and, you know, there's, um, you know, plus there's just things that happen to a home that's been vacant and uncared for. Yeah. Uh, when a house sits, even for a short period of time, with no power, no water, no people, uh, it goes wild pretty fast. Yeah, it does. Um, 
I was doing a home inspection on a place down in uh, Rockland County, and it was a foreclosure, and there was wood rot because the gutters were left unattended, and they were overflowing and full of debris. Uh, so part of the walls were wood rotted. There was upheaving in the slab foundation. It cracked and moved like two feet. Yeah. That's significant. Uh, yeah. And I said, well, why am I here? <laughs> why, why, why do you want You're this gonna house? You're going to buy this one? Like, <laughs> really? I mean, it's... I mean, I, I, you know, it was the slab part of the, the structural? Oh, yeah. 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 I would think so, right? So, I mean, now you'd have to completely tear that up to fix it. Yes. You can't just, you can't straighten that out. No, nope. And you, you've got, and then you've got to rebed and you, there's a whole process. It's expensive. Uh, oh, I you know, can't, I don't, times, I have no idea over a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times you, you know, I go into old houses and you know, you see the floors are messed up or yeah. whatever, but that's actually not, if your foundation's a little bit like a broken spot on it, but the, the, Floor is if you have to break it all up, that's a different. Yeah, thing. I mean, a lot Some of, of that times stuff can be inexpensive to fix, but that sounds like a real expensive one. A lot of times, a historic home may have janky floors. Yeah, uh, you know, they may not be straight. They are what they are. Um, you know, sort of the the catch all phrase in the uh, in the report would be, you know, monitor and maintain as needed. Consult a professional because you know if the if your floors and for those listeners out there, if you're living in a hundred year old home and you have Floors are super crooked, but you know if they're not moving, it's it's generally not so bad. Right. If they're in process of moving, like if you notice that oh this floor used to be a little off, but now it's a lot off, contact a pro soon to take a look at that because you could have a structural issue in there. Um. Yeah. I. 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 I've, I always say to people when, with an older house. I mean, we're going a little bit off topic right now. Yeah. But with an older house, if it's sinking in the middle, it's probably okay. If it's sinking on the outer perimeter, then there's probably some sort of a foundation issue. And a lot of times, yeah. it's really not that hard to fix that. If you, you know, have a little bit of, um, you know, muscle, you can you can do it. Um, but you you may have to consult somebody. I am not a professional, but like I've told the story before, my husband and I we did it. We, yeah. we had a 150 year old house, and we had a floor that was sinking, and we put it up on jacks. It was they were car jacks too. They weren't like house jacks. <laughs> yep. We put it on car jacks. We dug out the underneath because it was eaten by um, termites. So the floor joists were completely gone, and the sill plate was gone. We jacked it up. We poured the new part of the foundation. Or we made a box. We poured the foundation. We poured concrete underneath, like on the, as a slab, because it was dirt before mm -hmm. that. And uh, then, and we put a new sill plate on. We lowered it down, and it was fine. Yeah. You know, we had to resheetrock the rooms that yeah, were affected. Of course. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, there was paneling there before. I was going to resheetrock it anyway. <laughs> so I mean, it, you can do it. But um, I guess this is sort of a segue to construction because I understand that the price of lumber is coming down. Thank God. Yeah, that it uh, the uh, lumber futures are looking good. Everything's coming down, and maybe I'll have a chance to redo my porch. Yeah, everyone's saying <laughs> that. Like by the end I of the year, I built that fence at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know we wanted to do some work on our deck as well, and we just were like, no, we're not. We're not going to do it right now. It's crazy. It's not in terrible shape. It just, I, I want to do it over, and uh, you know, it looks like it's going to be a good thing because. You know, right now, 
there's a lot less housing starts because of this. And we really need the inventory. So the new construction, if we can get new construction going, that'll be a good thing. Um, so there's one, you know, speaking of housing starts, it's just made me think there's a piece of property right now that is on the market that was on for about a week that sold like has an accepted offer on it. I don't know what the contingencies are, but it's in the village of Florida, 90 something acres. Wow. 152 units approved for it. Oh, where? It's right off of 94. On the right by the where the solar farm is or something? Or am I thinking of somewhere else? No, it's no, on Kings Highway, right? Yeah, no, not there. It's um, on Route 94 um, by oh. Village Park across the street. Yeah, so you come in, um, there's a big long ranch house. It's a green ranch yep. okay. on the right-hand side if you're going to Florida. Right after that, that would be the entrance to it. And it goes all the way back to Glamour Lake. And it's mm. approved for, hundred and I think, 150 plus units of one and two bedroom homes. And it has a buyer for it. One and two bedroom homes? Yeah, so they're condos and apartment style homes. So I don't know if they'll be sold as condos or if they're going to be rentals. They're also building on the- I And the, pre, the approval probably has to be redone because it, it was back from like nine, 2008 or 2007, something like that. What yeah. Were, were we, oh, I said they're building also on that road. I forget the name of the road, but if you're coming out of Central Delhi and you take that right, starting to head towards Chester, mm -hmm. they graded and leveled a lot of land yeah, out there. Yeah, I don't there. know what they're doing over there. It's I gotta saw be that. houses, yeah. I, Everywhere. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess, you know, we need we need the housing. You know, everyone doesn't want it in their backyard when they're going to put, you know. Um, well, part of, the, part of the whole crunch with inventory is that builders didn't want to build with the pricing of materials the way it was. Right. So we get a break in, break in material pricing. We'll start seeing some new construction happen, yeah. right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's going to happen and it's going to happen soon. Yeah. So. And then there'll actually be houses for people to buy. Mm -hmm. It's rough. It's <laughs> well, still. That's the issue. They're not really building starter homes anymore. They're building mansions, you know, little mini mansions. Like, where's the little two and three bedroom house that, you know, the. Nice little bungalow for yeah, a 20 something to, to buy yeah, at. Family at, of. Right wanders. after they're out of college. Yeah, that, that, that life doesn't exist no, anymore. Yeah, <laughs> not around. No, I don't know where. There aren't any starter homes. I just, you're buying, that's why so many of these other, these older houses, the 1900 houses that were built for starter families are turning over, I think now, but even the price point is astronomical. Yeah, I mean, it used to be um, in Wickham Village, there were affordable yeah, homes in there. Example, yeah. And now the pricing there is, is so high and they're all going above list price that they're really just taking people out of the market. You know, and that's what happened with the, the, the young woman that we, you and I are dealing with. I mean, she just basically got priced out and she could, every time we were putting an offer in, there were so many other offers. She wasn't, she wasn't getting it. And we were doing escalation clauses and we still weren't doing it high enough. I, I hope she gets this house. We'll see. But so if you do an escalation clause, aren't you guaranteed to be the high? Not if somebody put in higher than what our escalation clause went to. Oh, you if it caps out. Yeah, yeah so we, out. yeah, okay. so for instance, let's just say, you know, the house is listed for 275 and we put an escalation clause up to 300, three, 300 and somebody, you know, bids 305. 
yep. you know, then we, we've lost. And that's the sort of thing that's been happening. I mean, I he heard of one home here in Warwick that was listed in the 600 range and ended up with a 800 plus um, offer. That's insane. It is yeah. insane. I don't know. It's interesting. Like, I mean, well, you may see this a lot. I feel like people are spending more money for houses. They're kind of, you know, they're making these outrageous offers, but then they're trying to rely on the inspections to yeah. chew down the price. So they're offering 600, which may be 50,000 over the list price. And then they're getting their inspector in there and going, all right, what can I now negotiate back to the price that's more reasonable? And the sellers are going, hey, you, you we'll go to the next know. one. Yeah, we'll yeah. go right to the next one. We don't care. But I'm wondering, I just feel like that's what's happening. They're looking for stuff that's wrong so that they can try to get a you little know, bit off the price. Mike, and that's, 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 you know, clearly there's a lot of people who have used the home inspection in that process before, right? I, I tell my clients when, on my initial phone call with them, you know, this is an education on an investment for you. It, it's not just a way to write off you know, if you think to you can negotiate price, in this right? market, you're, you're probably not gonna. Yeah. Uh, you know, but this is an education for you, so you understand what, what you're getting into, but it's not gonna, if you think this is gonna help you negotiate, uh, not, not now. No, you can't, uh, you know, they're just gonna move on to the next person. I've yeah. seen it happen. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, that's right. Uh, you know, uh, as a listing agent, I always, uh, you know, I always tell my clients, it's not, the highest offer. It's the one who's going to close. It's it, it always is. And you have to look at you. You know, people get dollar signs in their eyes and, they, and they're like, Oh, my gosh, I'm going to get this much more I can do this, then but the thing is, like, you can't do anything unless it closes. Right. So you know, that's, the, that's the thing, like we just did a, a home inspection, they did fix the air conditioner, by oh, good. the way, good. Um, but that particular house, in Pine Bush, mm -hmm. they got another offer higher than ours, and ours was above list price, but they decided to stick with our offer. Oh, good, good. You know, because we had already done the home inspection, and you were great, you did it pretty quickly. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. the next step is, you know, it used to be get the appraisal, right, to kind of commit to the to the house, but really with purchasing, it's get the inspector in there, because the sooner he's in there or the she- The quicker you can get quicker, to contract. Yep, and the more you've shown that you're moving forward you've spent some money you're committed to this process I, a little skin know. in the game yeah, yeah i i game. almost think it, it, it in this market it would be better for us to go into contract before the home inspection only because and have it contingent upon that because just to get them in contract so that they don't go move on to somebody else like you know, jersey the, does yeah like yes exactly like new jersey does because you know, a, a seller could change their mind. Like, well, once they're in contract, it's a little bit harder for them to change their mind. Right. Well, uh, you know, uh, I, so many times I've seen it. I've done I've done inspections for some people two or three times, and not because there was different anything, houses, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not that anything was wrong with the house that uh, the initial house, but they lost it. And what happens? You know, they get out there. They 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 made a big investment in having a home inspection. You know, it could be anywhere, depending on the house, between whatever, 500 and a thousand or more dollars. So, and then they don't get it because they get outbid and the seller doesn't reimburse them anything. That's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just out this money. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Did, have you ever like sold your home inspection to somebody else so that somebody else could pay you back? Like, or you could pay back? My the... client can do that. I can't do that. 
Okay. So they can offer the inspection. Yes. Say, hey, I bought it. Maybe you're a new buyer that you just beat me out. Yes. <laughs> wants, to, yeah. wants to pay for it. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we, we like, we'll let that happen. That can, that can happen. And for a small fee, I'll go back and walk them through the house. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a good thing to know. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to take another break now and we'll be back. This is Rachel Heiss, branch manager of Howard Hanna Rand Realty. Right now is a great time to buy or sell. Buyers can take advantage of historically low interest rates and sellers can get top dollar for their home in this high demand market. Our agents utilize the most innovative tools and market knowledge to help you achieve your real estate goals. Give us a call at 845-986-4848. At Howard Hanna Rand Realty, home happens here. O'Keefe & McCann is the only law firm for all your real estate transactions. Founding partner William O'Keefe will patiently guide you through every step, whether you're buying or selling property, commercial or residential, from the first meeting to the closing. O'Keefe & McCann earned their top rating due to their impeccable attention to detail, their dedication to a smooth closing, and the pride they take in their clients' complete satisfaction. They are with you throughout the entire process, ensuring a successful outcome. For the finest real estate attorney, visit omlawteam.com. This is Marcia Talbot, a licensed real estate broker of Howard Hanna Rand Realty, specializing in residential, land, and vintage homes. Rest assured that I will make your experience smooth and pleasant and hold your hand throughout the entire process. As a resident of Orange County since 1976, I know every nook and cranny of this area. Please contact me at marshatalbot.randrealty.com for the best experience in your buying and selling process. Tune in every Saturday at 11 a.m. for Free Speech with Stephen Keeter, where you can voice your opinion, express your ideas, comment, or make suggestions on the topic du jour right here on Radio Worth Listening To. Tune into the nonprofit Notebook, your resource for and about people helping people. Learn about all the events and services available for you, friends, or family. Open your nonprofit Notebook Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Radio Worth Listening To. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your and welcome back to the Real 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 Estate Show, 93.5 FM out of Warwick, New York. I'm David Wilner with Pillar to Post Home Inspectors, and I am here with Grace. Grace Warren from Howard Hanarand Realty. And Mike, uh, Mike Fatman, sorry. He keeps checking his phone. I can't help it. It's nonstop. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh no, this is why I always tell if you guys. If I'm near hey, a bridge with you, I'm going to throw it uh, off. <laughs> this is why I always tell you guys, I'll try to call in, I'll try to call in, but it's it's usually just like, I don't know, it's it's Monday. It's like catch up. Yeah, know? I was pulling a mic this morning when uh, I talked to Grace this morning and I was like, oh, I'll call in. She's like, Oh, Mike will be here. Like hey, he's not if I'm on it. the spot, I can get it done. Yeah. In in the commercials, I, I had to respond. Did you know that we, we call that a mic? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it won't happen again. Teasing, man. Oh, gosh. Um, so you have you had a million home inspections? A million, yeah. Like, seriously? Like, I know. I every feel like day, I right? want to be an appraiser or an inspector. Anything it's... but a mortgage guy in this market. <laughs> It, you know, it, and, and, and I feel bad. I mean, you know, I mean, we're booked, you know, we're booked out. 
And like you said, everybody wants to get the home inspection done as quick as possible so you can get the contract and get things signed. Um, There's only so many of you. Yeah. And, and, and it's, well, you know, I can't get to you till, you know, whatever, you know, next week, Friday, whatever. And, uh, and then. But yeah, you're not the only you one. So you might be still getting there faster than somebody else. That's well, you true. should see what's happening with the appraisals that we're ordering. I mean, an average appraiser is about 500 bucks, 525, give or take. Right. Now 750, you know, 695. Oh, really? See, I haven't done that. It's. And they're they're just not accepting these orders and at the prices that are usually what's standard and it's crazy, you yeah. know. Um, are they allowed to charge whatever they it's want? It's not. No, they're technically not. But what they won't do is they won't accept the order. So we have to. I can't communicate with an appraiser, right? I can't pick up the phone and go, "Hey, John, can you go out and help my, you know, do my client a solid and get us a house appraisal?" Um, it doesn't work that way. It all has to be done through a third party, AMC, appraisal management company. Mm -hmm. So we submit the order. It goes into you know the cloud basically, and there's a handful of appraisers that work, more than a handful really. But there's different AMCs. Let's say there's three AMCs in one area. All the appraisers are partnered with the same AMC. So we put an order in here. They're putting it out to the same appraisers, right? And they're able to either accept the job or not accept the job. And if they don't want the job then it has to be rebid. And then until someone accepts it, some appraisers come back and say, we'll do the job for this price. And it's usually based on, it's the bigger homes, it's the more complex houses that are a little bit further away. Like Ulster County is a great example. Good luck getting an appraisal done in a week in Ulster. It just doesn't happen. It's kind of ridiculous right it's, now. It's sort of like that. Like with my husband's, you know, electrician. He his business in Sullivan County and Ulster. Like it's crazy. Like they don't have anybody to do the work over yeah, there. Yeah, that's the thing. We're trying he's been to getting add so much. He's been getting so much business up there, but it you know it's far for him to go. So it, it's sort of like. Do we charge more to go out there? You know, he's trying to see like if it's worth it for him to go. You know, when he has so much and he want he doesn't want to lose the business because he's growing it, you yeah. know. So it's sort of like you, you know, like we're they all said, in the same boat. We're, we're all, all growing our business. We all want to take on and what's help gonna as happen many when there is no business. Yeah, we yeah. want to take on and help as many people as we can, but you're you're only so many you can only do so much. Yeah, I mean, but I mean I'll drive typically I'm somewhere around an hour. That's as far as you'll go. Yeah, I mean, which is pretty far. I mean, yeah. from, from you know, yeah. that radius includes all of Orange, Rockland, Westchester, Putnam, Duchess, Ulster, and parts of Sullivan. Most of Sullivan. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm up past Woodstock that way. So, I mean, that's a pretty yeah, big I, territory. I don't typically go further. I, you know, I'm in Orange County most of the time. I'll go to certain areas in right. Sullivan and certain areas in Ulster. It, I just don't know the areas, so like, yeah. how can I go out that way? But I think that there's such those areas really are have a demand right now. Yeah, for, for certain. Um, no question. So what else is going on? Anything? <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to hear about sailboat? <laughs> <laughs> Did you flip it? <laughs> Before, yeah, I just watched a perfect storm. Probably not. <laughs> I don't want to hear about that. Um, so before we, you know, get into something else, I just will tell everybody that right now in Warwick, there were a hundred, right now there's 128 listings that are currently available on the market for single family homes. Okay. 108 that are pending. 
uh, 38 that are TOM, which means they have accepted offers probably, and they're not being shown anymore. 36 that closed in the last 30 days, and and 67 new listings that were in the last 30 days. So Mm. almost half of what our listings are were in the last 30 days. Yeah, I've never seen so many for sale signs driving around Warwick. It's the people that have waited, they're putting it on now. They, I think they're trying to but do that. But we still don't have a lot. I know, but they just seem to be maybe in houses that are, you know in the village and stuff mm-hmm. where you never really used to see the for sale signs. It's every corner now, it seems mm-hmm. like, that they're selling. Yeah, and the, the medium um, sale price in the town of Warwick is $379,000, which is up significantly, and the average sale price is 400 and seventeen thousand six hundred sixty-nine. That's like significantly higher than it was. What, what were we looking at pre-COVID? Like for uh, average sale price? Well, no, like say for inventory. What would it be? Oh, um, in the two hundred. Two hundred. Okay, and so we're one hundred eighty-nine. I've seen yeah. it as high as two something, two thirty. 100, yeah, but like just around 200. So we're like 20, 30% off. We're off. We're down. Yeah, wow. for sure. It's a significant amount. So things are coming up. Like 67 houses came on the market last month. That's that's quite a few. That's half of what we have. So just probably, I think maybe two months ago, we were like at the, at the 80 mark, wow. 88, 85. I tend to see a surge at the end of the month. Does that make sense to you? I, I don't I don't know of listings or closing I mean clo- of inspections oh okay I gotcha um, so they 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 shopped they found they offered and were accepted I mean, and then inspected and it just seems like there's a surge towards the end I of the don't month know lately. if I see that specifically but um, you know maybe it is I'd have to go back and look at okay. all the numbers but um, you know I think that I mean people could also be spending the month negotiating and then finally they take the right take the bait as they get they're like oh no i have one more mortgage payment or one more tax payment i have to make let me sell this thing <laughs> you know type of thing i don't know who knows it's interesting I, I think that we're gonna have a little bit of a slowdown as we come into school which is kind of the way it's always been well it seemed like it was slowing down a little bit at the beginning of um july i thought and then all of a sudden like in the past two weeks i just i got super busy um, but you know, the end of June, beginning of July, I guess, cause of the holiday and school graduations, that sort of thing. So it did calm down a little bit. Um, our office is really busy yeah. on the weekends when I've been there, it's been sig- super busy. I mean, people always are coming into Warwick and then they stop into our office. So I, I see. Well, it's a cute office. It's a cute office. It's a cute town. It's a great town. People come here to eat. They come here to do all sorts of things. Blueberry picking, you know, apple picking. I, well, yes, certainly apple picking in the fall. Not right now, but yeah, they, they're the traffic for seems like it's apple picking season. If you drive around yeah. right? on Saturday morning, yeah. you can't oh, yeah. get through town, right? It's, it's insane. It's, it's a crazy, it's crazy. Um, but I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm hoping that more houses come on the market because we still have so many buyers waiting. So please people list your houses. <laughs> you know, the other thing is though, I, you know, these people have to put in, in, in their listing that, and you can put this in there that owner has to find suitable housing. There are people out there that will wait for your house. 
if you can get them to accept an offer, they'll wait. A lot of people are renting. They can still stay where they're staying until they can move into your house, until you find the place that you need. And I'm seeing that more and more. And, and I think you can do that. You easily can do that right now. You the can fear close, right? And do it like a lease back. You yeah. can, but a lot of attorneys won't, they don't like that. It puts uh -huh. you, it kind of sets you up. You know, it's a you become a landlord essentially. Right. And keep in mind, when you sign on the dotted line for a mortgage, you're saying it's a primary residence. You're also saying that you're going to occupy it within a certain period of time. So if you technically rent back for beyond that period of time, you've just committed mortgage fraud essentially. So um, <laughs> it's one I of those things. I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Wow. Well, just uh, yeah. Take it with a grain of salt. I mean, I guess you, there has to be a time frame. <laughs> yeah, in the contract I, I want to say it's within sort of 60 thing. days you have to take um, oh, occupancy of okay. it. Yeah. And it's different for different loan types, right? So, you know, if you're doing a renovation loan where the, right. the build takes six months, you're not going to obviously be moving in within that 60 day time frame. Um, I think for second homes, the guideline is you have to stay in it at least 14 or 15 days for it to be considered a second home type thing. So there's all kinds of little rules. Oh, but, my gosh. There's a ton of rules for everything. Well, thank God we have an expert here with us. I mean, you know, that's uh, just, you, you just might have saved a lot of people from committing mortgage fraud. <laughs> well, the lease back is a whole nother. Besides that, it's, you leave yourself, you know, you can't really evict people right now. So what if they don't pay or what if they destroy your property? It becomes yours. What if something happens? Um, the seller, I like the idea of the seller allowing or saying, hey, until you find a place or the buyer saying, until you find a place... Um, we'll keep it on, you know, just keep the process going. But I'd be fearful, what if that buyer walks away and something new comes up, Yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, surely. And, but I don't know, there's so many nuances here that you need to, that, you know, and the attorney, that's another thing, the attorneys right now are slammed. They can't, they can't keep up. They really mm. can't. Um, I, I don't know what to say about that, they just can't. <laughs> I mean, have you been noticing that? Yeah, it's very busy everywhere. And they're not, you know, the frustration boils over because people are like, oh, this such and such isn't responding. It's just like, you know, we, yeah, we're all and doing the, and the, the, uh, the sellers are, you know, they want their, they want to get people in contract. The buyers want to get into contract and they just can't get it done. So we're pretty much out of time right now. It um, always goes so fast. It does, yeah. Yeah, and you know, I think Mike drinking that energy drink has made me talk faster today. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's talking so fast. Yeah. Anyway, everybody, thank you so much for listening to us. And we will be back next week on Monday. I think, Dave, you're here next week. And uh, have a great week. Have a great week. Take care, guys. Thanks. <laughs>